Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. It's your island girl on a banana boat, Nadia. And with me is my co-host with a testicular fortitude, Lon. <laughs> What's up, Nadia? Hey, everybody. Do you like that? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like John stole the show this week. He was this so animated the, with yeah. his... Bostonian accent. <laughs> oh, as my husband would call it, the Saudi accent. Should we talk about Thais and Thais Patrick? Thais and Patrick? Yeah. So I'm on the fence with John. Okay. Uh, he has a point, definitely. This whole dad thing, definitely the, the whole point of it, I get it, right? The whole point of it is Patrick is the one that's going to be the bad guy when this happens, right? So I understand the need to try to tell Thais to inform her dad about what's happening. There are just times when like John, it's he's so um, aggressive about making everything his business and rubbing it in Tice's face. He's my brother and my brother is my business, you know, and all this stuff. You know, you can already tell that she wants her privacy. And there are times Patrick gives him the eye, like, just back off, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is between us and stuff. And like, there's just times when John, he just really knows how to be annoying and get up in their business. And, and that goes for a lot of other couples. Like the main theme I was getting, the main whole theme and vibe I was getting from this episode was people in motherfucking other people's business. You know what I mean? Right. Leandro yeah, yeah. being in other people's business. Oh, he crossed and, the line there. Yeah. And Bilal's ex-wife yep. being in other people's business. And I'm just like, man, the theme of this people yeah. being in other business. <laughs> I never so, realized that until you're saying this, because yeah, it's like everyone's up in everyone, up in everyone else's business. business. Yeah. yeah. So like every time John's on there, he makes good points. And I get that he's the brother and I have brothers too, but Leave it alone. I think he had a good way of bringing it up, but then she was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, stop. Don't start teasing her and, and stuff about it because, like, seriously, I get that Patrick's your brother, but that's between them. That's between them and her dad. And she kept yeah. trying to tell him that. And he's like, Well, he's my brother and he's my brother is my business. Man, can you stay out of it? You're not scoring any points with Thais. Mm. This is the reason Thais wants you out because she feels. There's no privacy. There's no physical privacy. And now that Patrick is speaking to you about things that are happening between them, now she doesn't feel like there's any privacy at all. So you're not helping yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. I think he should butt off. He should definitely not interfere with what she wants to do between her and Patrick. But I agree with the underlying message, which is she should definitely tell her dad. Definitely. Because I, because I agree with Patrick when he said that it's man code. You should get a parent's approval. And I guess in this case, it's your dad's approval mm -hmm. before you marry their daughter. 
So I'm with John on that. I think he should obviously tone down on putting his nose into other people's business for sure. But other than that, I also think that he shouldn't be disrespectful of her at the kitchen because when someone's trying to cook, you shouldn't be turning off the stove and hovering and yeah. you know what I mean like moving things around. He even took the, the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, That's very rude, and, dude. Yeah. Like, let her do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I learned this term while watching The Bear on Hulu. Quick yeah. shout out there. But when you're the chef de cuisine, the CDC, you're basically the person that's cooking the food. Everyone else should be at their station doing their own thing. And in this case, you know, she volunteered to make dinner for them. He shouldn't be like critiquing her or like trying to mansplain like, oh, your chicken doesn't look cooked or whatever. It's like, come on, she's doing her best. And this is coming from a guy who dropped a steak on the right and expect (laughs) people to eat it come on right come on bro yeah he was really going the extra mile too even after they were done and Mm. and they were already eating dinner yeah he kept asking patrick what do you think about the food it's it's good and then after dinner what did you really think about it that was good (laughs) like come on man like yeah really trying to his problem then like maybe it's not (laughs) up to par for him but hey she volunteered to cook for y'all like yeah you know what do you say that's love talking that's yeah, just love. that's true love right there or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to give him points for correcting her saying like, oh, strippers, you mean exotic dancers. Exotic dancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Honestly, in my personal point of view here, the winner of their scene is his accent and the vase. For some reason, the vase made an appearance a lot of times. I'm not sure if you noticed. <laughs> the vase from the boutique that they bought. Yeah. <laughs> that vase was so prominent. It was so out there trying to <laughs> make it into, like trying to get its 50 minutes of fame or whatever. <laughs> but I also like the fact that when Patrick spoke to Thais later on about, you know, trying to reason with her, like, hey, you absolutely have to tell your dad. She was trying to understand why. She said, my dad is my business. And then he corrected her and said, no, your dad is our business. And she was like, oh, the light bulb moment. Just right. Then when he said, yep, that's marriage. Welcome to marriage. And then she finally realized like, oh, I never thought of it this way. Like it makes me rethink. Like I've never had someone tell me that. So I'm glad that she's being self-aware. Like she's realizing that, oh yeah, maybe I should be telling my dad about why I'm actually here. Because it seems to me that if she's not telling her dad why she's in the U.S. in the first place, it tells me that she wants an exit strategy so that if things Mm. don't work out between her and Patrick, she can just come back to Brazil and be like, all right, well, nothing happened. It was just there on vacation. She doesn't have to explain anything. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm back 90 days after, like, nothing happened. But I think... Patrick is more serious about this marriage than her, it seems like. So definitely needing her to tell the dad about why she's actually in the U.S. And it is to fulfill the K-1 visa requirements. All right. I felt like maybe they weren't doing a good job of getting the point across and why it matters. Mm. Why a man-to-man, you know, as a respectful 
kind of, this is something that crosses different cultures and different traditions. It's for some reason that parents approval and going up, asking for the daughter's hand in marriage is a very important thing. And it's not just about you. You know what I mean? It has to do with me and it it looks bad on me, you know, as the father, what's he going to think about me as well? It's not just about you. And, And for me, I almost felt like they weren't doing a good job of kind of getting that point across to Thais. And like Mm -hmm. you said, when he finally said it's us, it was like the light bulb went off. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, this isn't just about me and my dad. Because she kept saying that. She kept saying, that's my problem and I'll deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, but you can deal with it as much as you want. But ultimately, Patrick's going to be the one paying the price for it. The dad's going to look at him like a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Yeah, and now that if you are going to get married, you guys are going to be relatives by in-law. And so like, I think that was finally it. Like you said, there's this aha moment, it clicks, and maybe they just needed to kind of get that point across better. Yeah, for sure. But uh, Lon, do you get Rocky Roads and sometimes mean chocolate chip? (laughs) (laughs) Rocky Roads is one of my favorites, actually. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, I just like the way John says it, like... (laughs) Like the way he tried to rationalize why they should go do the stripper thing, the whole bachelor party thing is so funny. Yeah. And, and again, we're, we're meeting somebody who's like anti like bachelor party, mm. right? Yeah. Is that an American thing? I, I guess it, it is. is. It yeah. is, I think, because <laughs> I guess it is. My husband just said it to me too when he was watching this particular scene. He said, you know, bachelor party this whole like doing it with the stripper or whatever that's american he knows that doesn't happen in europe so he's like this is american thing it's almost like again i might sound sexist here but men encourage other men Mm. to have that one last night of freedom and hey man i book you a room so you can have some privacy time with the exotic (laughs) dancer it's like Lap dance. It's just a dance. I ordered you a lap dance, Joey. It's a dance. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I can't think of any other country or culture that does this whole bachelor party this way. Like you must, you absolutely must have strippers. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Exotic dancers. Exotic dancers. Sorry, Lon. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. (laughs) PC police coming from me, (laughs) y'all. All right. So we were talking about people who was up on other people's business. I think Leandro is the biggest culprit here in my point of view. I mean, this guy, like I said before in our previous episode, he lacks the guy code, honestly, Mm -hmm. because if you put yourself in Bini's shoes, if another guy were to ask your wife, hey, are you on your period? Did you miss your period? It would be like, bro, you're out of line here. Like, come on. I think he asked questions about their sex life too and stuff. And Benny was like, what, dude? No, don't ask me these stuff. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he has opinions about, well, maybe you guys shouldn't have another kid because yeah, you know, like you're fi- not financially stable. It's like, bro, come on, butt out of their business, man. Like, I get it. You're her ex, but that's just it. You're her ex. Move yeah. on. Like, and then you- trying to show that he was right. Mm. I mean, when he's yeah. like, so how many kids do you want to have? Do you know? And then he looks at Benny. Oh, see, like, you know, doing the whole, I told you so kind of thing. I'm like, dude, shut up, dude. And for me though, 
Ari enables him to do that shit. Yes. And that pissed me yes. off when she's like, well, this is weird. My ex-husband and my husband going together. I'm like, shut up. You enabled it. Yes. <laughs> do you realize, Lon, how many times she said, oh, I'm getting advice from my ex and my future husband. And she kept mentioning that, oh, my my past and my future husband going to get me a pregnancy test. Woo-hoo. And yeah. I think we mentioned it before, too, in our previous recording is that she bask in that. She likes mm-hmm. the attention. It's like she's bathed in attention and yeah. it's power. The whole like multiple guys wanting her, wanting her fighting yeah. over her and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, it's so childish, dude. Like, come on, get over it. You're a married woman. Well, is she married already? Well, soon to be married woman with a child. Come on, let go of your past. Let yeah. go of Leandro. He doesn't need to be around. Morally, it's just so weird. I, I, yeah. I don't know. And then Leandro, that was an awkward goodbye. And when he took like Abby? their kid. Yeah. Oh my come God. Come on, what? you're coming with me. I'm like... Dude, did you see how quick Beanie took Abby away? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm no, like, no, 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 you're not coming. Can you be any more weird? Like, yeah. you're just such a weirdo, dude. What is this? This pissing contest. Like, now you're getting his kid involved. Like, that was really unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Leandro, God. man. Not cool, dude. Not, not cool. cool. Not cool. Okay. But Ari also prime suspect right there. Uh, but, you know, all in online, I think the whole scene of her pretending to be pregnant or pretending to be sick that's so fabricated like i think she just wants to get out of yeah trying to get out (laughs) of the wedding dress shopping maybe i don't know but the other thing i want to point out is i feel a certain type of way when beanie says he wants to have 10 kids Mm -hmm. and when she pushed back he was like well when we were in ethiopia you were fine agreeing to having kids and i'm like bruh you have one kid and you're already struggling. Like, come on, it's the US. Wake up and smell the roses here. Yeah. Come on. Like, it's so expensive to have a kid and you want 10 and you think it's right to ask a woman to pop out 10 or yeah. nine more. Yep. That's unreasonable. I don't get why guys can just recklessly ask women for X number of kids. It's just so... Speak on it. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Speak on it. <laughs> it's like, come on. Oh my God. If men want that, men needs to provide maternity care, free health care, <laughs> free birth, <laughs> yeah. free everything. But don't ask if you're if you don't know how much pain a woman has to go through to just push a kid out or to have a kid be removed from you. It's just it's, it's for some women it's traumatizing. Right. Not all women like pregnancy, okay? Being contrary to what you believe. I get it. You want a big family, but economically, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It was selfish, I think, for him to not consider. In that moment, it was all about, this is what I want, right? Mm. And and I don't think he was really thinking about the situation he was going to put her in, if she wanted to go along with this, obviously. But like, yeah, there was that pushback and, you know, he's over here, I'm crossing my fingers and things like that. Okay. Two was a maybe. I could see that. Yeah. But like 10. 10 a <laughs> huge accident, man. <laughs> Come on. Unless he becomes a big MMA star, then okay, you can have as many as you want. You know, can I also call out the fact that they went to a pancake house to have burritos? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone noticed that. I didn't. They, they went to a pancake house and not have pancakes. Like, what? <laughs> and this is supposed to be like an establishment in Princeton and 
you guys didn't have a pancake? Anyway, just a reminder to folks too that Ari has this pattern of not being supportive of her partner mm. because she actually reminded all of us that when Leandro came to the US and he wanted to pursue a PhD, which meant he had to go to Indiana, she was like, I'm out. And she went to Israel instead. What? Yeah. And that's how she, I guess from Israel, she probably ventured out to Ethiopia, right? Ethiopia. And right. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You're right, and right, right, then, right. And that's when she yeah, got yeah. pregnant and that's why she couldn't come back to right. Leandro. So I don't even know if they had a clean divorce. Yeah. Maybe that was the reason he... for their split. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, are we surprised that she's not supportive of Beanie's dreams? Because it's all about her. It's all about what she wants to do. And she's complaining about being broke and everything. But what is she doing about it? She went to go there to be a hip hop dancer, right? I know. <laughs> like... To be a video honey or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. it's so true somehow Ari (laughs) video honey in Ethiopia (laughs) somehow I don't know how (laughs) yeah I'd like to see her try that in the US but hey who knows right she has a stellar resume now she's video honey in Africa wow okay all right well speaking of Africa uh, let's talk about our friend from North Africa Mohammed. Shout out to Mohammed for biking everywhere. Yeah, I see that he's he's making the most um, yeah. out of his situation. Being, um, being law abiding and uh, you know mindful of carbon emission. Right. Way to go, Mohammed. So my takeaway from this, there was a couple, sure, but my takeaway from this was he's really in a rush to get these papers going. Do you consider that a red flag or how do you view that? If it is it very utilitarian of him to say, well, we need these papers and it yeah. doesn't matter, you know, like your wedding, like how, how you feel about your special day or whatever. Yeah. It definitely feels transactional to me. Right. right? So then, so there's that piece of it. And then you follow it up mm. with him talking about the sponsorship. And then, yes. so those were the things, you know, yes. that almost were like, <laughs> yeah. is this the priority here? it made it seem like he was really gung-ho about the citizenship part of it. Mm. So that was, for me, was like, okay, well, how do we feel about this? Is this sus or what? Yeah. At first, honestly, I thought he wanted to get the green card ASAP so that he can go home Mm. to his mom. But then when he talked about getting a sponsor, if things don't work out between he and Eve, I'm like, wait a minute. So do you want to get a green card because you want to work here because you're bored or... You want a green card so that you can go back home and Mm. maybe like get your mom over. I'm not sure what his real intention is, but it's not driven by the relationship, it seems. Right. Exactly. By love. love. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that was the sus part. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) Especially when you saw the preview when she was explaining that she wants, you know, her dream wedding. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's my dream. And he's almost saying like, fuck your dreams. I have dreams too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, have you guys heard of compromise? Like, mm. But he yeah. did suggest getting married in the backyard. So I thought that was a compromise. But I get it. She wants something more grandeur than dirt. 
Right. So that's her dream. So got to respect that. That's what she wants. And it's still going to lead up to marriage. Right. So that was kind of unfair, at least for me, I thought, when he said, well, maybe you don't want to get married. No, she wants to. That's why she's talking about her dream wedding. Yeah. It's just you're over here prioritizing the expedition of getting papers. Yeah. Like she wants to get married. So for him to make that leap was unfair. Mm -hmm. And you could see her face like when she's over here driving. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, that was not the right thing to say, bro. Yeah. Can we agree that she took two kids to the parkour? (laughs) Yeah. That, it's like her boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah there kids. was a scene, you know, I took a photo of it, but I didn't know how I was going to phrase it. But Theron goes, let's get mommy. And then uh, he goes, yeah, let's get mommy. mommy I know. <laughs> like, go, get, go get mommy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like what would be a good meme for that, but it's probably R-rated. But anyway. Speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it seems to me that he made it abundantly clear that his focus is the green card. But I also suspect that it's either he's so bored out of his mind that he wants to work so that he can earn money and send it back to his mom. Because I also feel like his other focus is his mom. And the fact that, and again, bearing in mind, this may all be fabricated, but if we were to suspend our disbelief, right, for a moment there, I think he really is concerned about his mom because she's a single mom. He's probably worried about her being by herself and he wants to start working so that he can A, visit her and B, send money back probably or maybe even save some money to bring her over. So I don't know if those intentions are necessarily bad or malicious, Mm. but it does seem like his relationship with Yif is not sincere or disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's very transactional. You know, that's the love rat for you, I guess. Yeah, I got the same feeling too. His friend, I think, tried to own in on that was, Mm. oh, I understand that you're trying to help your mom and you were the only person supporting your mom when you were there and now you're here. So I I got that kind of thing too, like, okay, like he's gone and he wants to be able to support his mom. So whether that means sending money back or, or going back there or whatever, like, he's prioritizing that over his marriage with Eve, which yeah, or the wedding you know, itself. I, yeah. I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about what Miona or Mimi said about her desired wedding? Because I feel like it's reasonable. So here's the thing. Sometimes it seems unreasonable mm-hmm. when they just kind of paint the scene or have the scene, you know, directed in a way where it's Miona's way or the highway, right? Yeah. But like, let's consider again that what she, she left everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give me this one thing. Because now right. now she's open. You know, Jibri was like, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need X, Y, Z and stuff. And now she's open to that. She's like, okay, yeah. like, yeah, I worked your hours and, you know, you're, you weren't able to work on your album and your music's important. I got it. You know, but <laughs> I want this fucking wedding. Like, yeah, I, I kind of get that, right? Like, how many more compromises is she gonna have to make? Her coming here was the compromise already. Not just the compromise, but the sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. that everybody makes when they come here. Yeah, leaving everything behind. The only thing that they bring is whatever can fit in their suitcase, mm. and that's their life. It's mm-hmm. packed into a suitcase, and yep. they're here now. So I get that, and um. I mean, he, he's in a tough spot. 
I don't envy Jibri spot at all, you know, trying to balance his marriage and balance his parents and David, you know, the group, he's juggling all these things. He's getting pulled in so many directions and he's trying to find the middle ground between all of them. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give. That's the answer, Jibri, is something's got to give. That's just it. <laughs> Ideally, everything would work out like perfectly, ideally, but this is just something's got to give. In this case, Miona wants something and she, I think she's given enough, right? <laughs> like, totally. I think that's fair. <laughs> it's reasonable. It's yeah. within reason. And she even said, I don't need a grand wedding. She wants an elopement on the beach. She even said, I'm not bougie. I'm Serbian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm Serbian. I'm not bougie. Whichever. You know what? If they can't make it, they can't make it. It'll yeah, just be us. It's our wedding. <laughs> it's us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so similar to what happened with me and my own husband. You mm-hmm. know, like we just wanted something simple. And like I mentioned before, we wanted the date. So nothing grand, small affair. It's our wedding. Doesn't matter who can make it and who cannot. And then when Jibri asked her, I need you to be a queen. I mean... Bro, you, yeah. you ain't even a king, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> you say you want to build an empire. What empire? Like, yeah. you want her to act like a queen. She's already acting like a queen. She's yeah. being classy. You know, even yeah. on one-on-one interview, she stays classy, man. Like, we can all hate her for being a budget Kardashian, but she stays classy and I can respect that. I like how Miona takes ownership of her not being independent of Jibri. But again... I was like, Miona, why are you saying sorry? Because if anything, it's normal to be sort of clingy to your only family or the only person you know in a foreign country. It's mm. normal. That's how I was when I first came here. I don't know anyone. Of course, 24-7, it would be with my partner. There's no one else. And I get it. You don't want to suffocate them, but I feel like for him to ask her to be more independent, like how else is she going to be independent, bro? She can't drive. She can't go anywhere. You guys live out there in the in bumfuck, you know, wherever. <laughs> Come on. Like, and I don't like how he accuses her of being a distraction to him. Mm. Yeah. Like what? How is she being a distraction? Yeah. That's him being unable to juggle everybody's wants don't put it on her and putting it on yeah Yeah. putting it on her and saying your requests and your demands because i cannot meet them then that's distracting to me Mm -hmm. dude that's just you trying to please everybody and then like taking it out on her if if we're to analyze the situation like that yeah he can do both he can make music and get married he can he can so there's nothing stopping him why blame her for being a distraction yeah. David even had an option, right? Drive the fucking truck, man. Yeah. You Get can have the, the music group yeah. and you can make money and you can support your family. Do drive the fucking truck. We'll make music and you drive the truck and, you know, yeah. but I don't want to do this easy or whatever. What did he say? <laughs> I forgot what he said, but he shot David down and I'm just like, <laughs> you gotta focus on the music, man. Or something, maybe. Yeah. But so. you know, one of the funny scenes of theirs is, I'm not sure if you caught this, but Jibri trying to explain to his grandma the concept of Miona being an influencer. Mm. Like yeah. he was telling his grandma, like, she got this many followers. She got this influence on people. Like, yeah. she's the total package. And the grandma's like, <laughs> tell, like, her face was so like blank. Yeah. Well, so what followers? What is she doing? <laughs> like, I think 
I don't know if the grandma has seen Instagram or TikTok. I mean, I, I wouldn't discount like her not using social media, but I'm just saying like, you know, the concept of being an influencer, I wonder if that escapes her because yeah. she probably doesn't know what an influencer is. He went the wrong way about it. We all know Jibri was, and he was glowing. So yeah. she did notice, you know, that, and one of my things was that Jibri wasn't showing how happy he was. He wasn't showing that he wanted to get married. And that, mm. and that's where the parents are concerned. The family are concerned. Right. We don't see you happy, Jibri, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they, of course they're not seeing it, but that's because Jibri isn't showing it. But in that mm. moment, he did. He showed the excitement. Like, I want to be with this woman. She's X, Y, Z, and she's like this. And I think, <laughs> you know, when he was trying to big her up or whatever, right? To show what excited him <laughs> about Miona. We kind of get that, but to, man, so many followers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, <laughs> you're glowing right now. This is great. This is great stuff, but I don't think you're getting your point across. Yeah, I don't think your grandma's following you. Intended it. It. Yeah. <laughs> but nice try, though. I mean, I, yeah. you know, it's good that he was sort of singing her praises, right? Right. He got excited about it. And then she was able to see, okay, like he does love her. He's excited about getting married. So he needs to show that more rather than all this concern and whether or not he's going to be able to pull this off and all this stuff, because that's all he's showing. So of course they're going to be like, we don't see somebody that wants to get married right now. Mm. You know, if they're constantly seeing this guy that's worried about everything. So like, yeah. Lon, I don't really have good news to tell you about Kara and... Guillermo <laughs> there isn't really much anything to say that's about what that, I was gonna right? say it's kind of boring like okay they went to a rodeo they heard yeah. the national anthem the end yeah except I think the key takeaway was that Kara was gonna go along with was gonna try to be more open to having his idea of what a wedding was and maybe not yeah. worry about finances so much right the way she put it was just live life or something like yeah. that was my key takeaway but everything else was pretty much filler. forgettable yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry Kara we love you we still love you we though. love you we still love you <laughs> <laughs> all right this is the pinnacle of it all ah, that conversation about the prenup mm. between uh, Shahida and Shahid oh gosh I, I really have to enunciate because otherwise it sounds like I'm seeing the same name Shahida and Shahida. Right. Again, this is another scene where someone is budding into other people's business. Yeah. And I get it. She probably had a bigger, a more valid reason, I should say. She's concerned about her kids, right? And I know we've had uh, people engaging us on social media asking or really commenting about why Shahida hesitant about signing the prenup. Well, it's because like she said in the previous episode when they were at the Ferris wheel where she got her blanket stolen from her. (laughs) 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 It doesn't say anything about protecting their kids, like Shahida's Mm -hmm. kids with him, potentially, right? If they were to have kids. So it only guarantees, and again, we're taking this at face value, right? I mean, this can all be fabricated. But she said that when she read it, it, it didn't really protect her kids if she would have kids with Bilal. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I would be hesitant as well. Like if the prenup is so one-sided, then why do I want to sign it? Then I should get a, another prenup for myself and then he signs it, you know what I mean? To protect right. her. So I feel like she's coming into this relationship with something. You know, mm-hmm. she has 
<laughs> doing what GB told the grandma. She has followers, man. She has a following. Yeah. You know? she, <laughs> she's, she's big in Trinidad. She's big in her community. You can Google her. So like I can tell why she's insulted because when someone asks you to sign a prenup, it comes from a place of fearing that you're going to run away with I need protection from you because you're coming to take my things. Right. And I have things. Yeah. (laughs) Valuable things. Yeah. (laughs) That you you. want. Yeah. That you could potentially want. And and like, Bilal, have you seen what she's about? Like, come on. She has things too. Yeah. You know, what if she blows up and what if she started opening or franchising a yoga studio? then she's making a lot of money, maybe more right. than you, maybe not, but still a lot of money. So you got to consider how this prenup is looking for her is that it's a bit of an insult, you know, mm-hmm. like what her birdies say, right? He's seeing her, her as birdies, this, right? yeah, her birdies, <laughs> like seeing her like this little island girl on a banana boat. On a banana boat, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get why she's hesitant. It's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that scene for me... I like Bilal's ex-wife. I really do. And I know that she meant to come in there and be like, you know, I got to protect my interests and stuff like that. But that scene, she came off almost bullying. Yeah. Almost. It felt very overly aggressive. Just a touch. Yes. You know? And I was like, is Is that the tone? Yeah. The tone. Is that really necessary? And, you know, bless Shaida's heart. She's just kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, taking it. And then there's a point where she's just like, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> are you <you're> done? <laughs> he said, are you done without saying, are you done? Yeah. Which I, again, she's being classy. She's doing what Miona does with the parents too. Like trying to be classy, not yeah. trying to flare up and not giving the side eye or rolling her eyes. But, but come on, man. You cannot come into your first time meeting this person. You can't be bringing up all this private stuff. You know, yeah. like it, it almost seems like Bila put her up to it. Like, hey, yeah, Ida doesn't want to sign this prenup that protects our children. You got to do something about you it. Go, you go have to, to talk her to her. Yeah. yeah. And some people even mentioned that maybe this is his way of saying like, hey, look, everyone else around you think it's okay. Why don't you just put pen to paper? Yeah. Like, Come on, man. You got to respect that she's not comfortable with it because she's not happy with the terms. You know, right. you got to meet her halfway or something. Got to compromise. Got to put something in the clause that would assure her that she's also protected her kids in the future will be protected yeah like have your lawyer talk to my lawyer and we'll draft something up yeah you know? have your lawyer talk to me <laughs> you better lawyer up lawyer up right <laughs> this how you want to do it this how you want to play the game all right but now they're just ganging up on her right yeah you know it's, it's bad enough that they're ganging up on her and then for her to come into that meeting thinking things were going to be cool and then like to almost be bullied pretty much yeah. it was just like mm. cornered yeah yeah i felt bad. and kudos to her for wanting to have a relationship with her partner's ex because mm-hmm. some people are like you know like i don't want to deal with your ex i don't care if they're your baby mama i don't want to deal with them but shayda was trying to do it as gracefully as she can and right you know kudos to that it's a role model right there so all right, Lon, we've come to the end of our coverage of last week's episode of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Let's wrap up with our WTF moment. For me, my jaw dropped when 
then he said 10 babies. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, for me, that was like WTF. But I mean, you know, maybe that's not so WTF for where he's from. Yeah. That, that's something completely doable. But obviously here in America, like tens a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh... damn. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I don't know how anyone could ask for 10 kids. My WTF moment is Thais's stroganoff. Man, tomato and <laughs> wait, yeah, ketchup, ketchup and, and uh, mustard. Mustard <laughs> is that? I was like, wait, every so that? when I was watching Pillow Talk, everyone was trying to look up the recipe and it didn't say anything about tomato and mustard, dude. Like, definitely not mustard, but I'm not yeah. Russian, so I cannot really speak to you. But I did look up, you know, if you have the BuzzFeed Tasty app, just look up stroganoff. I don't think it has, yeah, yeah John was like, what recipe is that? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, uh, yeah, like, w- what are you reading? Like, where, yeah. where are you getting this? The, the chicken, according to him, tasted like rabba. Mm. <laughs> rabba. <laughs> so for me, I've, stroganoff for me is a beef dish. So I it was is. like, wait, why is it chicken? Right? <laughs> Healthier choice. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't dude. know what this mystery recipe is. <laughs> yeah. Beats me. I don't know. I'll, I'll try it and I'll let you know how that goes. But definitely not with mustard and right. <laughs> ketchup. But Oh, well. All right, Lon, you know, as usual, let's share with our listeners what we've been watching or listening. Uh, You know, if you have any podcasts or any music that you like to share with folks, I'm pretty sure some people might be wondering, like, what have you been up to? Yeah, so you've already mentioned a wonderful show on Hulu called The Bear. Both Nadia and I um, are watching it in very quick episodes, 20, 30 minute episodes now on Hulu. Very great show. So we both binge that. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Nadia put me onto this one. I'm into true crime and she knows that. And this is a case that has fascinated me since I was a child. Um, but uh, yeah, so this military guy who uh, woke up in the middle of the night, he says, He woke up in the middle of the night and uh, there were four people in his house standing over him while he was sleeping on the couch and uh, three guys and a woman. And the woman said, acid is groovy, kill the pigs. And he gets into a struggle and he wakes up the next morning and his entire family is dead. And yeah, this is a case that fascinated me from my childhood because there was a movie made about it. And I remember the scene was filmed for me, at least as a kid, so scary that like it never left me. And, and I didn't know, Nadia, that this was the case. You know, I, I oh, threw dang. it on. I looked up your text message. Yeah. What is it again? Something wilderness. wilderness? Right? Yeah. Wilderness of error. I don't I forget. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right <laughs> now. It's a true crime documentary all about this case where, you know, is he telling the truth? Is he lying? I mean, it's just really gruesome. You know, his family was murdered. People think it was him, but there's evidence to show that it was not. But the evidence that's against him is actually really strong. But, you know, there's just enough shadow of a doubt where you're like, well, what the hell is actually going on? Very, very interesting. If you're into true crime, definitely check it out. Nadia, do you remember the title? Yes, it's Wilderness of Error Yes. on Hulu. And if you want the podcast version of it, it's called Morally Indefensible. Mm. Very, very, very good stuff. And uh, it goes into evidence that I actually wasn't aware of that made me really go, wow, this is crazy. You know, it made me think he was guilty. But then they're interviewing, I think his name's Errol Morris or whatever, or somebody. They're interviewing some guy and they ask him what he thought. And he said he thought the guy was innocent. And anyways, without going too much into it, I'm like, what? You do? 
<laughs> after the evidence they just showed me really Damn. so anyways true crime junkies check it out yeah. Nadia, what are you watching Lon, thank you for the recommendation too. I finished watching The Bear on Hulu. Y'all, if, if you like foodie shows, you like the movie Chef by John Favreau, you like that show starring Bradley Cooper where he's a Michelin chef in a ratatouille or whatever. Yeah, restaurant, like, for anyone in the restaurant industry, you'll know. You will love this show. Yeah. I was watching a reaction YouTube on it from a Michelin star cook or chef and that person was basically verifying that a lot of what they do on the show is very accurate. Mm. So very legit show. But, you know, Lana, I have to go a little bit deep here. That part where he was struggling to have that relationship with his sister. Mm -hmm. I felt that. I really felt that because mm. I have that same struggle as well with my brother. I think we're both emotionally stunted when it comes to like communicating with each other. Right. And I don't want to go too much into details of the show. You guys need to watch it. Like Lon said, it's really quick, 20, 30 minutes. Very digestible, very quick. Great characters. Apparently, all those characters are based on archetypes that you can find in the kitchen, even yeah. in the Michelin star kitchen. Again, I don't want to spoil it. You guys have to check it out for yourself. So The Bear on Hulu. And I just finished Stranger Things Volume 2. Mm great ending you know i don't want to give too much away but it is a cliffhanger you, you know i cannot wait for season five or series five i'm not sure how they're going to call it but yeah we're getting the full picture of what this whole story is about and the, you know the duffer brothers obviously have outdone themselves this season paying tribute to the best of the the 80s right 86 that during that right. era you know metallica you know van halen Kate Bush, you know, Kate Bush. I know. Got number one again. She has a number one single. <laughs> song is still in my head, man. It's, uh, yeah, you know, paying tribute to, you know, Ghostbusters and all the other, you know, your favorite 80s, 90s reference. You know, they have characters looking like, um, damn, I forgot that chick's name from Pretty in Pink. But yeah, like, it's really great tribute, I, I think, that they've done on the show um really feels nostalgic so yeah and while while because we are a uh kind of a re relationship style dating style <laughs> podcast i would be remiss to not Ooh. uh not recommend and now you put me onto this one oh, oh. the one the who one got that away got <laughs> yeah <laughs> the one that got away on check amazon out the, prime on yeah. amazon prime the one the one that got away if you, yeah. if, if you if you're looking for for you know some a, a relationship style like dating show that one uh you know the, the premise of it is what if the what if the person uh, you're meant to be with is somebody who's already uh from your past mm. and they they bring in i mean come on i don't know if, if it's much of a surprise obviously they're they had to connect these people somehow whether they filled out audition forms or what but like I mean, it's, you got, again, suspension of disbelief, right? But yeah. <laughs> they meet people from their past and they're like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a chance for us in the future. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you think they gave, do you think the contestant gave their top five or top three? And, I was then, the, and then the show reached that. out to these people and say, hey, do you want to be on the show where you could potentially connect with that cute girl that you met right. at this conference many, many years ago? And they're like, yeah. Sure, right. bro. Like <laughs> I was like, there had to I dig her. Yeah, I would How that. would they know? Yeah. 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 Did you start I, it or I started it and I'm like I, I guess I was really turned off by one of the con contestants. Um, and I think we both know who. 
so that's why it got me thinking like okay maybe they did reach out to people and then when mm. i saw the preview to what's what we can expect from the show it seems like they go through multiple partners yep so it's not just one person that got away it's multiple person that got away and i guess the the premise of the show is which which person in your past life would you want to settle with that you know obviously people that you thought got away or right. whatever vice versa but yeah uh, I mean I, I, would watch, I, would, I would continue watching it but my husband was like oh my god another reality TV show like come on we have Love is Blind we have you know The Ultimatum and all these other shows and your Real Housewives and 90 Day Fiance like and then I, I had to watch Dudes, I, I, I gotta watch the Kardashian on a download because I, because my husband <laughs> hates hates Kardashian. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not a big fan, but you just kind of have to hate watch them sometimes, you yeah. know, just to see what they're about or just to see what they're up to and kind of like, you know, criticize them from your couch. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, those are our recommendations. Lon, anything else that you want to mention before we say our goodbyes? Oh, that's it for me. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. If it's not too much trouble, share, like, subscribe, leave us a review. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.